expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer Everybody. Welcome to Oshu. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and today I'm joined by Charlie on this episode. So glad to be with you, Cassidy. Are you? Yes. Are you? <laughs> okay. I am. Um, well, this episode's going to be fun. We are doing a photography would you rather. Um, I literally got these questions online, um, but we'll see how it goes. Charlie's also going to answer the questions with me, um, but... Yeah, it should be interesting. I did have a story I wanted to tell, which literally has absolutely nothing to do with photography. So if you guys are not interested in hearing this very random story, go ahead and skip like a minute forward. But um, it's been really snowy here in Michigan. And last night we had like a really, just like a lot of snow and it was really icy. And it reminded me of the story from when I lived in upstate New York. Um, and Charlie like, lived in the area too, but I lived by myself in an apartment. Um, and I lived literally, this is not an exaggeration at the top of a mountain, like to get to the apartment, it was like straight uphill, like dirt roads, no service. Um, and to preface this story, the day before this happened, my landlord's daughter, um, they had horses and stuff and she was like feeding the horses and saw a coyote and it wasn't just one coyote. It wasn't? I thought no, it was just one. No, it was literally a pack of coyotes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I didn't know that. I thought it was just one. Um, but she, so she was feeding the horses, and she saw coyotes, and she had to lock herself in their barn for, like, multiple hours until the coyotes went away. So, and this was the, the place that their horses were. It was literally right outside my apartment. Okay, so that was a little terrifying, but this story actually was me coming home the night of a snowstorm, which was the night after she saw the coyotes. And the road to get up to my apartment was straight uphill, like I said, but it was like probably, would would you say like half a mile from the bottom to the top? Yeah, I'd say close okay. to. Okay, so it was like half a mile and I had a, I have a Prius. And so I was trying to get to my apartment and it was so icy that my car literally got stuck. Like it couldn't make it up the hill. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think about doing this, but instead of like, I don't know, backing up and turning around and going to service and calling someone to help me, I decided that I was just going to leave my car there and walk up in the snowstorm in the pitch black. Like there's no street lights or anything. It's like, like literally a mountain. Yeah. Mind you, this is upstate New York. So it gets like dark at two o'clock in yeah. the winter. <laughs> So I decided that I was going to park my car and literally walk half a mile up this mountain to my apartment in the pitch black. It was snowing like it, there was literally at least like a foot and a half of snow on the ground. So as I was walking, I remembered this story from yesterday of my landlord's 
daughter seeing the coyotes and I literally like I thought I was going to die. I was like, the coyotes are going to get me on this walk up to my apartment. They didn't, obviously. And I ended up making it to the apartment and called Charlie. And he came and helped me get my car out. But, like, that story, I feel like it's just so crazy. Because, like, I don't know why I decided that I was going to walk all the way up there. Well, honestly, driving all the way back down the mountainside wouldn't have been the best either. Because, like, if you could have seen the the road that she drove up, she was already, like, 90% of the way there. It was just the last little stretch up to the actual property. And there's, like, still not any houses around. And so she just kind of said send it and parked her car and walked up the hill but yeah. she called me sobbing I, when she got up to her apartment because she terrified. was like traumatized <laughs> from the walk up and just freaking herself yeah. out about the coyotes rightfully so that when she when we heard about the story of her being trapped in the barn before school because she had she did her chores in the morning and it was still dark the in the morning when she went out daughter. to feed them yeah it just was so crazy to think yeah. about. And then also the fact that Cassidy sleeps like maybe 40 feet from yeah. where all those coyotes surrounded the barn. Yeah. So it was crazy. Anyway, so that's my little traumatizing story for the day. Um, but let's get into these questions. Charlie has not read these questions before, so we <laughs> will see <laughs> what he thinks about them. I did get um, these questions from fstoppers.com and photofocus.com and then a reddit forum (laughs) Um, because we love reddit would you rather walk a half a mile (laughs) in the pitch black in the snow thinking that there's coyotes around you back to your apartment or would you rather be trapped in the barn feeding the horses actually surrounded by coyotes i would definitely walk up and not have coyotes attack me versus knowing that there's coyotes Would you want to know that there's coyotes around you, but know that you're safe? Yeah, I mean, she's in the barn. All you have to do is wait until they leave. But what if they're like the smartest coyotes ever and they literally wait until you need to go get food or water? Well, the nice thing is, is there the the barn was like not too far away from the house. And so the our landlord, they're really nice people. She was able to kind of put two and two together. Like, Hey, my daughter's not coming back from her chores and went and checked on her. And you know, they take care of business. So they would have, they would have been able to do whatever they needed to do to get those coyotes away. Yes. Okay. So let's do these questions. The first one I actually thought of myself, um, zoom or prime lenses. I think everyone knows what my answer is. I love prime lenses. Um, If you don't know the difference, basically a zoom lens is just like it sounds. It zooms in and out. And a prime lens is essentially a fixed focal length. Um, So my answer is going to be prime lenses. What about you? Yeah, I think for the application of what we're doing, there is nothing better than prime lenses. I mean, if I was someone doing wildlife photography or maybe sports photography, something like that, a zoom lens is what you need to be able to get that stuff done because you don't have the option of moving closer to your subject. Yeah. um, yeah, for what we're doing, definitely prime lenses because it forces you to be able to creatively move around to frame your shots. Yes. Okay. So would you rather only have five megapixels or only shoot at F11? So I have a question about this question. When it says five megapixels, is it talking about like, is that like the size of your sensor or is that like yeah, I guess it would be the size of your sensor. Yeah, it, I mean, that's 
what it's referring to. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm trying to think through my head because, like, at five megapixels, all your images are just going to be extremely grainy. Yeah. And so F11 is just going to look like it's like really an iPhone. flat. Yeah. yeah. It's going to look like an iPhone image. So I almost would choose learning how to creatively shoot on F11, but yeah. have good image quality right. rather than always be stuck with really bad image quality. Yeah, I think so too, because F11 is not bad image quality. It's just you're struggling a little bit with getting that blurry background, but five megapixels, like you would have a hard time producing any type of quality whatsoever. So yeah, I would say F11 too. I mean, what about all the people in human history that have taken amazing photos on bad cameras less than five megapixels? I what guess are you saying about all their pictures? Now? I don't know. I guess I didn't even realize like that people back in time. They, I mean, if you look at old photographs though, like they're kind of rough. Well, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but there are still some very, very that's true great images over human history. That's true. I think I still choose F11. I would too. Okay, so would you rather only be able to shoot with your phone or only be allowed five frames a day with whatever camera you please? I'm going to say phone on this one. Charlie's thinking. <laughs> He's debating. Okay, the reason that I'm going to say phone is because f only five frames a day, like, I just feel like that's not enough, especially like what if you're, I don't know, going to Disney for the first time with your kids or something that's like a big deal or like you're going to a Justin Bieber concert. I want more than five frames. Like I got to record every single song. I got to like, you know, so and I feel like iPhones take pretty good quality photos and videos, especially like portrait mode. Like it's getting better. <laughs> goodness portrait mode get out of here with that i honestly think i would choose the camera for really at five, five frames a day okay just think of some of your best images that you've ever taken on a camera think about trips that you've been on that you were able to get pictures with your camera that you brought with you and try think about trying to replicate those images on just an iphone or whatever camera that you have on your phone mm -hmm. I know the limited shot amount is definitely an issue, but there's just been some photos that I don't think we would have ever, ever been able to replicate to that level. And I know, like, I'm not trying to make the excuse because definitely people are out there that have learned to shoot on phones and come up with great pictures and videos and different things. Like, you see those Apple commercials all the time, oh, yeah. time and they say shot on iPhone. I'm like... <laughs> How in the world do you do that? That's so crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so I think, I don't know. I, I think personally I would still choose the just a regular camera because I don't think there's a way for me personally to be able to replace those types of shots without having that camera. So, And I think that's kind of throwing the photography business out the window because it's not like we're going to choose this and go shoot a wedding on only five pictures a day. But Right. Just so like if we life. were still shooting weddings. I would choose a phone. But, yes. You know. Agreed. Um, so this next one, uh, I'll just read it. Would you rather shoot only with manual focus or be stuck at ISO 6400 the rest of your life? You want me to go first? 
Uh, if you know your answer, sure. I just think videographers read this question and then they laugh and say, ha, you photographers are idiots. Like they <laughs> shoot on manual focus all the time. So it's like not a big deal to them. Yeah. Um, and I think I honestly would choose manual focus because you could adapt to that over time and still have the rest of your um, the, the rest of your different settings on your camera to be able to adapt and get great shots. And you just have to learn to work with your manual focus. But whereas if you're stuck with, ISO 6400, that's yeah a lot of grain in a lot of your shots for the rest of your life. I guess it also depends on what type of camera you have, too, because some cameras, 6400 is, like, no big deal, you know? So this is hard. But I feel like it would be a good skill just to be really proficient at manual focus. I don't think that would be a bad thing. So I guess I would choose manual focus. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, I think I choose manual focus. I I don't even... I'm glad that these aren't like real life scenarios because I just really don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, it might be a good practice just to go out for a shoot and try to shoot only a manual focus. Well, I had one of my interviews this week that I did with um, Monique Sarah. She was saying that with her film camera, it's only manual focus, which I didn't even realize that. So it was kind of eye-opening and I was like I should get a fil film camera so yeah I guess it would be really good practice um and I'm, I'm considering like getting a camera like a film camera in the future just to have it so I would eventually need to learn manual focus yeah I mean with the technology today I think it definitely has handicapped photographers in terms of knowing their cameras in in a really intimate way that people in the past who were proficient in photography and videography were able to know the ins and outs and everything because they had to. It was, a, it was a necessity for them to be able to know every single thing because their cameras were completely manual. They didn't have all the electronics and everything. Right. So just really interesting to think about. Yeah. So would you rather shoot only in JPEG or only black and white? Very easily, I'm going to say JPEG because like JPEG images although they're not raw images, they're still pretty good quality. And it's like, like, I don't know if you've ever like seen the difference, like in like black and white, like a black and white movie versus like if they put that movie in color, there's just a huge difference. I feel like there's so many more things that like pop out. And like, I feel like that story is just more present because it's in color. So I'm definitely choosing JPEG. Yeah, I think there definitely is another flavor that, color brings to life and in, in storytelling and everything. Well, yeah, I mean, just another dimension. Obviously, like, a big part of any photographer's setup is their their presets, the way they edit, the, their color tones and everything, their color profile, I should say. And that's a huge characteristic of, some, of the way some photographers, or, well, any photographer puts out their product. Right. But I do think that black and white would challenge a photographer to focus more on what they're capturing versus how they can manipulate the photo post shooting in Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. So I was actually going to choose black and white really? because, um, the, one of the things that I was thinking about, and there's not a chance that this person listens to this podcast, 
uh, because he's a professional baseball player, so there's no, there's no way he, he listens to us. I'm but crying. if you're out there and you know the name Daniel Norris, and I wouldn't expect a lot of people to because he's not really that prominent of a player, but uh, he spent time with the Detroit Tigers over the last couple of years, and I've told you about this guy. He's okay. the one that in the off season, even though this dude's like a multimillionaire, he would live in his uh, Volkswagen van in the off season. Yeah. And he would just go from coastal town to coastal town, meeting different people and surfing and living in this van. And that was his way of like detoxing in the off season. And one of the things I follow him on Instagram is that he had this continual uh, like picture catalog of different people that he met over his travels. And he yeah. did portrait photography all in black and white the entire time. And he would, on his Instagram captions, he would give the stories of each person that he got to know on his trip. And so the only reason I'm saying that is because when I think of shooting in JPEG versus black and white is because I was really intrigued by um, Daniel Norris's uh, photojournalism, kind of in a sense of the people that he met and the stories that he heard over time and, and his travels. And for me, I feel like that would be something not necessarily just the portrait photography, but the black and white and the challenge of learning to, like you were mentioning, to mm -hmm. be able to tell the story of things without relying on color yeah. is such an interesting perspective to me. So mm -hmm. I think I honestly would choose black and white photography. Yeah. Well, Charlie, this isn't a sports podcast, so... Goodness. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just talking about one guy for two minutes. No, it was... Th that actually made sense. I do remember the pictures that you showed me of that guy. I think... Oh, back in the day, I used to follow... Um, I think it was called, like, People of New York. It was an Instagram page. I don't know if they still have it. But I think all of the people were in black and white. Or maybe they weren't. I don't remember. But it's either that or the page that you're talking about that I'm remembering. But it would be a good challenge. Um, but you also have to think, like, you can put a JPEG image in black and white. It's just nice to have the option to have it in color if you want to. Yeah, but I have better quality than JPEG, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. So would you rather only shoot in a one-to-one -one ratio or at f1.4? I think I know my answer. I, I would shoot at 1.4. Really? I would shoot at a one-to-one -one crop. Because 1.4, although like, like sometimes it's nice to shoot at 1.4, there's just things that like sometimes aren't in focus. And like what if you're doing a, a shot of like a big family or something? Like you can't get everybody in focus. So I think I would rather be challenged with like, taking steps back and like learning how to fit things into a one-to-one -one crop. And then like, if I'm able to crop it to a different ratio later, but that 1.4 is like something that you're stuck with. That's how you're shooting and you can't change that afterwards. Like in Lightroom, you can't change that, but a one-to-one -one crop you could change in Lightroom technically afterwards. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking technicalities, but the question itself says only shoot in a one-to-one -one crop. So let's, yeah, you're let's shooting. go off of the idea you're not that editing. you can't change it afterwards. <laughs> okay. okay, I think I still would choose a one-to-one -one crop. Okay. Yeah, I get the idea of like the 1.4 being limiting in terms of getting a wide focus range, but I don't know. I just... 
You know, the more I think about it, I'm not sure. It's just uh, <laughs> like both sides of this suck. Like it's yeah. either I'm stuck with a square or I'm going to be stuck with a really blurry background all the time. I mean, yeah. And part of like your subject's face might not be completely in focus. Like what if the focus hits on your subject's tip of their nose? Like their eyes are going to be out of focus. Well, I'm shooting a manual focus anyway, so <laughs> I can put it on whatever part we, of the face I want. Are all of these like stacking on top of <laughs> yeah. each other? <laughs> yeah, we'll do it at the end. We'll see what way we're shooting <laughs> based on the ones that we've chosen. Yeah. Let's see how we have to shoot. That would suck. Okay. So is that your answer? Is the 1.4? Maybe what we do is, is at the end of this, we actually get together all the different things that we chose and go out and do one shoot, just a small little shoot and try and get Uh some photos with the way that we chose to shoot. Yeah. And we'll see who gets the best images. Yeah. We'll have everyone vote. (laughs) Okay. Let's go to the next one. Um, Would you rather only shoot a five second exposure shot or longer? So it says five seconds or longer or only at 800 millimeters. Yeah, this one's easy for me. I would choose 800 millimeters. I 100% would choose 800 millimeters. Because a five-second exposure is not... You're going to miss so many things. And, like, literally you have to stand so still. Like, you have... you're probably shooting on a tripod if you're shooting a five-second exposure. If you're shooting people, like, the people have to be, like literally so still like you can't get anything in motion whatsoever but with 800 millimeters you know i'm sure like a sports photographer would love 800 millimeters and all you have to do is just take like a lot of steps back and shoot in like basically a completely open field which isn't that hard right yeah just stand a mile (laughs) away from your couple at all times you're shooting a couple session and you're on the other (laughs) side of the park and you're still like shouting out poses that would be hard yeah i guess i would need like some sort of like uh megaphone or something or give them a A airpod yeah you can talk to them that's true wow i'm so glad that these aren't real life things um would you rather only be allowed to shoot in harsh sunlight or not be allowed to post process your photos um, I think I would choose har- harsh sunlight because I, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I do like editing photos, but I, I don't know if it's worth sacrificing like shooting inside and shooting in the shade, like that's very limiting if you like need to shoot like other things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I personally am going to never post process my photos again, (laughs) because if you can get to the point where you know your camera well enough and can in the moment manipulate your shots well enough. Now, some of my clients may hate me because I'll never be able to edit them and help them take care of whatever thing they might be insecure about in the moment or something maybe they're having a bad skin day or something like that but yeah um i yeah i definitely am choosing to not post process photos because then i can use light profiling as a way to help create better images okay yeah i think i would choose that one too um i think i would just need to get really good at making sure that my raws look amazing um but shooting in harsh sunlight is very limiting. And 
it's possible. Like, you know, you can have the sun like back. You can make it backlit and stuff. But I just feel like it would be just a little challenging. The thing with the harsh sunlight is that you are narrowing down the types of photos that you can get to a really small number of style. Whereas if you just choose not to post process, you can still get whatever style of photos you want. It's just, you can't go in and touch things up. Yeah, that's true. Cause like, if you're like a concert photographer or like if you want to get into concerts, if you can only shoot harsh sunlight, you literally couldn't shoot a concert because you just, you know, have this magic spell over you that doesn't let you shoot anything else. Cause that's what we're doing right now. Um, it's talking about these random things that are never actually going to happen. Um, Okay, let's go to the next one. Would you rather only be allowed to use the same camera forever or the same computer forever? <laughs> um, I feel like I would choose camera, the same camera. Because computers, like literally I think back to my computer from when we were like five or six, like we had like, it was basically like a Chromebook looking thing. And it was so small. We tried to like get it to work the other day and it like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you can't, you can't do anything on it. So I think like at some point computers just get like so slow and so outdated that like you can't use them anymore versus cameras they do still work even if they're older. Like, you know, people are using film cameras from literally like forever ago and they work great. Um, And, you know, cameras from like the 2000s are still good. So I think that would be my answer. Um, That is considering if you needed a computer to post-process. If we were applying the last question <laughs> and I wasn't post processing my <laughs> images, then I wouldn't need a computer anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely in that sense. I'm gonna be using the same computer because I'm not post processing anything. Well, you don't post process your photos <laughs> anyway because you just shoot for me <laughs> and I edit them for you. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, and uh, spoiler alert, I don't do any post processing because I don't I don't have an Instagram page that I'm trying to keep up with or anything like that. I just take photos with Cassidy and go on adventures with her for different weddings and give her all my images. Yeah, Charlie's just the face. He's just the nice guy at all my weddings, takes the photos, and then I do the rest. I have a fun time talking with people. You do. Actually, everybody out there, Cassidy has me contractually obliged to only allow her my photos, and I can't put them anywhere. Help me. <laughs> Charlie's never, ever allowed to use his photos, ever. No, I mean, you totally could use your photos if you wanted to. I just, like, lump them together with mine. So we'd have to, like, literally go through and sort them. Because I rename them to the same names as mine. And, you know, what's mine is yours, babe. We're married. So. Yep. <laughs> okay. So what what was your answer? You didn't answer. I would choose same camera. Okay. For the same reason? Yeah, pretty well for the same reason, actually, not to be boring. But I think, like you mentioned, that you can get great images with the same camera over time. And I think the speed that the technology of computers is just way more rapid than the change of cameras over time. 
even though we have uh, previous episodes that have discussed the changes in cameras even in the last five years. But yeah, um, I yeah, I definitely would take the same camera over being stuck with the same computer. Okay. So would you rather only ever take photos with people in them or never again take a photo with a person in it? So basically you can take only photos of people or never photos with any people in it. Uh, I would choose people. I think I would too. Cause even if you're like at like Zion national park, like just have someone like literally go stand like in the way in the distance and technically there's still a person in it and it's a landscape. And you can always dis- uh, disguise people. Like you can give <laughs> them like a mean? ghillie scoot no. if you're in the woods or something or if you want somebody to dress up like a cactus or something. <laughs> you can give them an all gray outfit and stand against a concrete wall in an urban okay. shoot or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. You know the first thing that I pictured was PETA from the first Hunger Games. Where oh, he when he disguises himself against the river. <laughs> yeah, and he, you yeah. like literally can't see him. Yeah, it's you, like you're still taking a photo of someone. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't see them. I think this is a pretty easy answer for me because almost my whole career in photography, I've taken photos with people in it. Um, even if it is just like we're traveling, there's usually people in it in some way, shape, or form. Um So I feel like for me, this is an easy answer, but if someone's out there listening and you're like an animal photographer or whatever, like landscape, this might be an easy answer for you to say, I don't want photos of people in it ever. Um, I guess it all depends on like what you're passionate about and what you prefer to photograph. Um, Because obviously if you prefer to photograph landscapes and travel and stuff like that, like it's going to be hard to get a person in every single photo. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, would you rather use the most expensive camera lens in the world or use the most expensive camera body in the world? I feel like you almost need to have a caveat of whichever one you're using. The opposite part of it has to be the cheapest. <laughs> that's not what it says, though. No, but I know. But that's like what I feel because it's, it's kind of still cheap because like you could use the most expensive camera lens in the world, but have still a nice like camera body but yeah but it's not like the most expensive yeah and same thing with the camera body you could still have a quality lens but you're just using the most expensive camera body yeah so let's just um for this one we're just going to focus on like which is more important the lens or the body basically and i'm gonna say i know what one i would pick okay you say yours i would choose the camera body really yeah Oh, gosh. This is hard for me because, like, if someone gave me, like, the cheapest lens, I know that I would much rather shoot with the cheapest body because the cheapest lens, like, I could not produce the images that I want to with, like, I think it's, like, an 18 to 135 or something. Or, like, uh, maybe it's, like, the 18 to 55, whatever the, like, classic kit lens is. I just feel like I would be very, very challenged using that lens. So I'm going to say the most expensive lens. Yeah. Just because I feel like lenses do make a difference in like the style of the photo. But the camera body is like the quality, you know. 
Well, so you kind of changed it on me because you said let's just focus on whether you need the lens or the body, and then you said right after that. So I'm trying to imagine taking a photo through <laughs> a cheap lens. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, you just switched it completely on me. But if we're just focusing on the individual <laughs> aspects, I would choose the quality camera body. But if we're talking about having to shoot through like a three dollar lens, no. On a th- $3,000 camera body, then yeah, I'm going to choose a, a lens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just like saying like in perspective, like that's why I would choose a lens because I think a lens makes a difference stylistically more than a camera body does. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I still think though that from a capability standpoint and the quality, so quality, capability, like the ability to get better photos through bad lenses as long as I can have some level of entry level prime lens then I'm going to choose the body the the body because then I can use whatever prime lens and just manipulate it to be able to get whatever shots I need yeah okay so this next one is actually our last one would you rather have endless camera memory or have endless camera battery power? I don't really know. Honestly. I feel like the thing that is most like difficult for me at a wedding is switching my SD cards. Because I'm opening up an opportunity for like when I switch out my SD cards, the new ones that I put in, I'm opening up an opportunity for something to happen to those cards. And obviously I shoot on dual card slots. So I do have an instant backup of my photos. But if I were to just keep like be able to keep the same memory card in the whole time and only worry about swapping out my battery, that would be quite nice. But then again, you don't have to charge SD cards. You know, your SD cards just kind of work whenever. But with batteries, you have to go and take the extra time and charge them after. And like, you know, after a wedding, I literally am spending like, I have to like, right when I get to the hotel, plug in my my batteries. And then right when I wake up, swap out the batteries and keep charging more, you know? So. So give me your answer. Lock it <laughs> Which one is it? I'm like verbally processing through what my answer would be. Okay. I think endless camera battery power. That's. That's a good answer. Is that what that's the one I would have chose? Because, you know, honestly, having limited memory space always gives gives me a good gauge of whether or not I'm overshooting. That's true. Because if I had endless endless memory at weddings, Cassidy knows I already have a tendency to overshoot on random points of time during yeah. the wedding so which i have to go through and edit through all of them so yeah, he doesn't so really think about the fact that he's taking too many photos well that's <laughs> the thing so i it, having the limited memory space gives me a really good point of reference throughout the day when i'm changing or if i get to the point where my card's about to be full and i'm not even like halfway through the wedding or something like that then I know like, hey, I need to chill out and be a little bit more specific with the shots that I'm taking rather than just getting images of everything. Um, And on the other hand, if you think about like working with your flash, like I hate changing the batteries out or flashes. Does that 
does this apply to Flash? Because if it literally applied to the Flash, that would be my instant first choice. Like, I would not even think twice about it. I cannot stand changing my Flash batteries. It is... Like, if you guys don't use a Flash and you're planning on it in the future, it is the most annoying thing ever because these batteries, like, no matter what type of batteries you use, they, like, run out after, like... I, I would say, like, every two weddings, we have to switch our batteries. And, you know, they're AA batteries, so they're not cheap. I just got reusable ones, but, like, your Flash... um performance is affected by the batteries too so as the batteries start to drain the flash doesn't perform as well and it, it really just is like the biggest inconvenience ever so yes that would is there a battery out there that exists where i don't have yeah to? i was honestly gonna say if you're out there and you have some great solution to your flash battery issues let us know because that is seriously one of our least favorite parts about wedding season is trying to keep up with our flash batteries and we still have not really gotten a very good system because there's yeah. been a couple weddings where I've gotten my flash out and think I have enough battery and get into the groove of trying to shoot whatever's going on and I like am missing shots all over the place because my camera batteries are dead the, your flash, the flash batteries. batteries so yeah I if, mean, it, if, if this question refers to both and I'm assuming in this case that it does I'm definitely choosing oh, yeah. this camera battery mm -hmm. for both my flash and my body. I did get rechargeable batteries for this upcoming wedding season. So 2022 wedding season, I bought the batteries, I think on some sale or something, but I only had like one wedding left. And so I was like, I don't need rechargeable batteries really until next year. So that might be the solution. I have seen um, people who have, posted about a specific flash that has like a really strong battery in it or like you can buy a specific battery for a specific flash that like is so strong and it's like really awesome i just don't think that our flashes are at that point because our flashes just take like uh double a batteries and so they wouldn't take like a special type of battery or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know, too. The, I guess the question. So we're kind of going away from our would you rather <laughs> and going on a flash tangent here for a second. But I don't know if you know the answer to this question. I'm just kind of thinking about this for the first time. But does shooting like a native brand of flash versus third party or third company flashes affect or change the performance of your flash with your camera not that i know of um so there's the brand godox godox flashes um a lot of people use those flashes and obviously they're not like canon or sony or nikon it's like godox is his own brand and a lot of people like them and they perform really well so um no i don't think it is a matter of the brand necessarily or whether or not it's made by your camera brand i think it's a matter of just like how good the flash is itself and the you know the battery power and stuff like some flashes have like more capabilities they can shoot on higher power like you know obviously the cheaper flashes that are out there like godox has some pretty inexpensive ones and i actually had one in the past and i you know i just didn't like it, it wasn't very good um but they do make good flashes and they're not native. So I don't think that affects it. Yeah. The only reason I asked that is just the, the comparison of like shooting native glass 
oh, to right. your camera body? Is it the same as shooting a native flash to your <laughs> camera body? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I do know that native lenses do make a huge difference um, for the most part. Um, I have some like G Master lenses and I have a Zeiss lens. Um, and those are both good lenses as well. Um, but when you get into different types of brands, there are some brands that are known for not working as well. Um, and some brands, you know, that are only like manual focus or, you know, anything like that. So, um, native lenses are definitely nice to use, but there are like really good off brand lenses that work really, really well. And honestly might be better than some of the native lenses out there. Um, is that all that you so, were wondering about? No, that's, I, that's it. That's all I had to oh. ask about the flash. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the flashes? I don't think so. Well, I just wanted to review my choices and oh. tell you how I will be shooting in our next shoot. <laughs> okay. So I will be shooting with a prime lens at F11 on uh, whatever camera I please, but with only five shots. So I only get five shots at it. <laughs> And I will be in manual focus. I'll be shooting in black and white. Oh, but I have conflicting uh, aperture yeah, choices because F11 and F1.4. So I guess two of my pictures have to be at F11 <laughs> and three of them have to be at 1.4. Uh, I will, I guess we're renting an 800 millimeter lens. Yep. And I will not be editing them because I chose to never post-process my photos. And I will be shooting on the same camera the entire time. <laughs> For your whole life. <laughs> For my whole life, but I'm, it's only going to have maybe 300 photos on it by the end of my life because I'm only taking five pictures a day. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's only like a year that you okay, live. whatever. <laughs> uh, it's only going to have like 5,000 <laughs> compared to me taking three to 4,000 in one wedding. Um, I'm going to be... Where are you? The, I'm down to the ones that are at the bottom now. Oh, you're taking photos with only people in them. I'm taking pictures of only people, and I'm using the most expensive camera body. For the rest of your life. And I'm, <laughs> my camera's never going to die. <laughs> so there it is. Amazing. I think mine is like basically the same, except I chose to shoot in a one-to-one -one crop, um, and I chose like the most expensive lens ever. So. And you're shooting on your phone. Yes, I am shooting on my phone, so it doesn't even matter about my camera because I just am shooting on my phone. Okay, cool. Well, that was the episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our fun little new type of episode. I've never done a Would You Rather before, but I thought it was fun, and maybe we can do it again in the future. If you guys have any episode ideas or things that you want to hear from me or from Charlie, um, feel free to send me a DM um, and we can try to make it happen. Don't DM me. I won't see it. And yeah. I won't get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's a little, uh, MIA on Instagram. He is like, you know, he's active like once a week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Not even my last post on Instagram was Cassidy's birthday, July 18th. And even then I didn't post on her birthday. I posted four days after her birthday of so. this year. Yeah. I'm surprised because your post before that was probably from like 2017 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So we're complete opposites. I post like every single day and he posts like once a year. So 
thank you guys for listening. I hope you liked today's episode. Um, if you did like the episode, I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can do that in the app. Um, I think that's basically it, though. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day, everybody. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in.